Yo, yo, yo. This is it. Episode number one on the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. Oh, we are here. We have done it. That you are listening. I appreciate everybody listening. So um, this is going to be great, I hope. I don't know. But you know what? What's great about this podcast is if you get tired of me talking, rambling, and making utter nonsense, you can pause it and turn it off, which you, I can't say or you can't say for yourself if I'm there talking to you So without you just being totally rude. So there's your chance. You can just uh, turn me off. Here's where you can find me. Find me at uh, on Instagram at win, lose, or tie. That's T-Y-E. That E stands for excellence, as what I was told. And um, also, email the show. Uh, questions, comments, uh, uh, questions for upcoming guests, show ideas. If you want to promote something, maybe I can get you on the show, whatever, at winloseortiepodcast at gmail.com. That's winloseortie, you have to spell it out, podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's get down to business. We are a proud uh, member of Let Me Know Productions, by the way, the LMK. Shout out to you guys. All right, Blake. Buchanan is here. Blake Buchanan. Most people know him as Bahama Buck. He is the CEO, the founder, the the Gandhi, the whatever you want to call him, of Bahama Bucks, the largest shaved ice franchise in the world. Is that correct, Blake? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'll take that. Okay, good. All right. Um, but he also happens to be my brother-in-law, so this is going to be fun. We're going to hear some. Uh, uh, Stories. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to learn about Blake. We're going to learn about Bahama Bucks. We're going to answer some emails that we've had uh, sent in for questions for Blake. And um, but first and foremost, man, thank you so much. The first ever guest on the first ever episode of the Win Loser Tie Podcast. Man, I'm honored, Ty. I'm honored, brother. <laughs> so let's not screw this one well, up. Okay, man. I feel like I already have. But hey, you know what? I feel like we're just sitting at a, a across the table at you know some family dinner that we tend Uh, to have a lot. So let's hope it doesn't go there. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, I know we don't need, you don't need my mom calling you and I don't need my mom calling me. So yeah, but I feel like we might get past that point. But, um, so it's Blake Buchanan, man. He's my brother-in-law. He married my sister, uh, many moons ago, but okay. So I want to get this out of the way first. I'm going to ask you some questions that I don't know if they're true or not, but I would like you to settle the debate. All right. Okay, you are four or five years older than me, five years older, and my sister is too. You and Kippy are the exact same age. I mean, born in the same year. True or not true, you started dating Kippy in the sixth grade. I met her in the fifth grade, asked her out in the sixth grade, so go. that is true. Okay, there you go. And they're married now with three kids. All right, that's awesome. Third wonder- kid came in the eighth grade. It was awesome, <laughs> so we got married young. <laughs> that's so funny. So needless to say... Uh, for me personally, I really have a hard time remembering my life without you in it. True. So, I mean, that's just, that's how, I mean, you really are like my brother. I don't know. And I do remember birthdays without you <laughs> because those were the best birthdays <laughs> because we share a birthday the exact same day. And so I've had to share a birthday with you and you have had to share one with me ever since. So, yes. um, I think we could count them as halves, right? Absolutely. So there you go, since then. But uh, we do share a birthday. Um, so give me the short, condensed version. I mean, not, I don't know, because I know the story, really. But let's talk about the origin of Bahama Bucks, how it started, uh, how I've got the name. I get that question all the time. Now, granted, I want to tell you this. I get asked all the time. I, I consider myself an ambassador of snow, right? I, I worked at Bahama Bucks for a long time. Um, but, and I'd love to promote Bahama Bucks. I'm so proud of you and Kippy and what y'all have created and what y'all have done. I put it out on my social media all the time. I always wear your gear, your shirts, whatever it might be. People are like, oh yeah. And they're like, so do you work at Bahama Bucks? I'm like, well, no, but my brother-in-law and my sister, they started Bahama Bucks. And so they immediately, immediately people want me to give them free snow. And I'm like, I, I, dude, I wish I could get free snow. So I don't own Bahama Bucks. I don't work for Bahama Bucks. I don't do, I don't get anything from Bahama Bucks, but gear at Christmas time and usually at a birthday or something. So, um, okay. With all that being said, I've done enough talking. Blake, give me the origin of Bahama Bucks. 
Well, before we dive into that, I okay. would like to say, Ty, you've had a great contribution to this company. Most of our standards manual and uh, staff manuals have been written and rewritten because we hired you. So we did not know there were certain <laughs> things that were not allowed until you came to work for us. So we got all that sorted out. Hey. You have made us single-handedly a better company. Yeah. To this day, there are still a lot of policies written because you worked for us. So thank you. I'm so proud of that, man. I know. I'm you so should be. I'm so proud of that. I know. You should I, be. I, I, know we're not, I mean, I don't know. How many times did I get fired? Who's counting? Who wants to know? <laughs> Nobody. So um, I do want to talk about some stories of the first Bahama Bucks, but just uh, as you stated, you though, just give us like the intro and, and, the, and the nuts and bolts of, of the greatest shaved ice franchise in the world. So it, it really started with a little dream. Um, I had uh, been mowing lawns all through junior high and high school and read the Thrifty Nickel, which is a one ad, saw some used shaved ice equipment. I bought it, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to open the snow shack. Now, back in 1990, these snow shacks were tiny and they're grungy and they're all dirty. And so I thought, well, let me see if I can build this one. Talk to my dad and parents and, and they didn't dissuade me. So I thought that was a green light. So kind of the short end is I didn't have enough money. I only had $4,000, borrowed the other $4,000, put it together and decided to build this snow shack in my dad's backyard. Right. And so it really was humble origins. And so that's really where the idea started. We started with uh, two products, snow, and yeah. we started with lemonades. Yeah. And, and that was it, 100%. Yeah. Now, yeah. the name side of it, because I know you mentioned the name, and I give Kippy a lot of credit for this because I was dating the smoking hot girl. <laughs> I mean, she, we're both at Texas Tech. She's a cheerleader, and I'm trying to figure out how to tell her I'm going to be the snow dude, <laughs> you know, without yeah. her breaking up. Uh-huh. And so as the story goes, I, I asked her out and I said, Hey, I just need to visit with you. Hey, let's talk. One of those. Yeah. She gets in the car, shuts the door and we just drive. We drive the loop here in Lubbock. And I just start telling her about this idea. I had this passion. I'm like, Oh, I want to create this place where everybody can come. It's going to be welcoming. It's going to be this party in paradise. And I'm going on and on and on just in the froth like I can get. And she was so kind. She listened the whole time. She nodded. And she turned to me and she looked at me and she asked me one question after I was done with my whole spill. And she just said, what are you going to call it? And I had no idea at that time. Now, yeah. my nickname, as you know, growing up was Buck, yeah. short for Buchanan. Right. And I just said, I'm going to call it Bahama Bucks. And we laughed. It was an absolute joke. And we just sat there and chuckled about it. And so she just quipped off. She said, well, why not Karuba Kips? And I'm like, well, Karuba Kips, that sucks. Nobody would buy Karuba Kips. So, Thank God you didn't name yeah, it that. that I know suck. it. So we stuck with Bahama Bucks, and, and that's really the origins of where it started. Just two college yeah. students trying Man. to make their way. And at the greatest university in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, Texas Tech University. Reckham. Texas Reckham. Okay, so – there you go. There's the base, like the the, the how it got started. Um, the very first store was a shack that mm-hmm. you built in your backyard. Yep. I, I didn't help you build it per se, but I helped paint part of it. Yes. I think for like 10 minutes, and I was like, this is this sucks. <laughs> I'm not here. But um, I did work there. How big was the very first shack that you built in your backyard? Yeah, so this thing was huge. It was actually uh, 12 by 20. 12 so by 20. So it was 20. a total of 24, I mean, 240 square feet. That's like, com- yeah. Complete with a bathroom. Yeah. You got to remember the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The drive through and air conditioning, man. We were living <laughs> oh, large. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, so I remember it so vividly working there because it was. It was so tiny, you know. I mean, and and – I just remember the bathroom. That was where the phone was, right? It was in yeah. the bathroom. So phone was inside the in bathroom. Inside the, the bathroom. So if somebody was in the bathroom and the phone. Was, <laughs> I'm not going to say I answered the phone a couple times while I was in the bathroom. You might have talked to me, and I might have been using the bathroom. I don't know, but uh, it was a tiny, tiny place. It was intimate. It, like very intimate. It. Yes. Yeah. And at one point in time, Bahama Bucks got so well. You moved the building like on a trailer, right? We moved it of, out there and put it on that lot. Yeah, yeah, piece of property in Lubbock. When, um, and, and it became so popular at one point that like we would have you, we, I say we, because I was part of the crew, the original Avalanche yeah. crew is what it's mm-hmm. called. Um, we would have at least five to six people working in, in there on Absolutely. weekend nights. Absolutely. In, in this tiny building. Yep. So, I mean, the, the, here's the good news and the bad news is if you farted, <laughs> it stunk. But also if you farted, you could, it, it was anybody's game because it was so small in there. You didn't know who did it. Right? That's right. Yeah, so, and really, all you did was open the front window and the drive-through <laughs> with a West Texas wind. Yeah, man, you're cleaned out. out and, it was. You know. It was out of there. Now, um, the, one of the people that emailed in asked this question, and I and I, uh, I want to preface it by saying, so you, why did 
what was the reason? I know it was financial, but back then in the early days of Bucks, you were, we were only open in the warm months of right, the year. Right. I guess this is before we knew people still liked snow cones in in the winter. In the winter. Yeah, yeah, which we just assumed. I guess you did. just mm-hmm. so. But what was that? What it was? That was the sole reason. Yeah, it really was. You know, uh, most snow shacks were open between really they'd open Memorial Day and close Labor Day. So we really stretched it out the first year or two. And we thought, oh, we'll do the same thing. We'll just be open in the summer. I mean, who, who would buy snow in, in the winter? And what we realized is we started pushing the envelope earlier and earlier. We started opening in March, and we opened in February. And before long, we're like, man, let's just stay open all year. Yeah. And, it, and it really worked. Now, yeah. the caveat to the early days was I worked in my lease that if I closed, I didn't have to pay rent. So all expenses stop. Now that doesn't work nowadays. So your expenses keep, yeah. keep going. So we, we run yeah. them, you know, we run them all year long. Okay. That that's interesting. It's good to know. So, um, I didn't know that, but I really don't know much about the business part of Bahama Bucks. I just know, you know, about the, um, I, I love the flavors and shit and like that. I just love all that, all the, uh, the gravitas of Bahama Absolutely. Bucks and it's wonderful. So, but I do want you to ask you if you remember this and, um, if you ever recall being nervous or anything about this situation at the original store, you had these two huge flagpoles outside. Mm-hmm. Like I say, they were large. Mm-hmm. And so every year we would close. And then when we opened back up for the summer or the spring, or whatever, there was one person that you would ask to climb to the top of those flagpoles and run the rope through. Right. Who was that person? Well, for a couple of times, I know it was you, brother, yes. and yeah. you don't even like heights, so it was no. really a man feat. I know, man. It was, okay, and I mean, there was no harness, there was no nothing. <laughs> it was straight, uh, you know, American Ninja Warrior with a rope in my mouth, and, and guys standing below like, hey, that's going to help. <laughs> you know, I was going to, I mean, I was going to die. So, did you ever look at me and go, you know what? There could be an issue here, maybe a lawsuit or anything ready to happen if Ty were to fall. Or did you think, which I think you may have thought more of this, if he falls, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> you know, I think in the case with all things with you, it's always a risk reward with me. I, it's, I'm willing to take the risk because the reward is either the flag gets hung yeah. or you fall, and both are awesome. Both are awesome. Okay. And this is, this is before social media, so we couldn't even finish. No. It just made a great story. I know. It would have been. It would have been a great story. So it's one of the, like, I, I call that a near-death experience. Not that I ever really fell. I was good at climbing that pole. Yeah. But, I, but I, I, a couple of my near-death experiences in my life have involved you. And so we'll get to some of those, I think, here in a minute. But, okay, so. The first store, it opens up. It has a drive-through. It's in Lubbock. It's a hit. I mean, you know, it is like a Lubbock landmark, right? Right. This tiny little shack. You move. You decide. Let's go where. Well, first off, you're still in school at Texas Tech. Right. You're a full-time right. student. Right. Okay. Walk me through the next few steps of your life and how that processed. Yeah. So Bahama Bucks really didn't start as a career path for me. It was a way and a, a means to get through college and earn a little. Uh, money. So I graduate uh, Texas Tech in 1992, uh, get a job out in Phoenix. Uh, I graduated with a finance degree, so I'll take a stockbroker position out there, move out there. Uh, I'm in a high rise, I overlook a golf course, and I'm looking at this thinking, oh my gosh, it's January. People are out there in shorts and golfing. <laughs> this weather is fantastic. Yeah. If I could bring Bahama Bucks here, it would be amazing. And so that's what we, you know, I hadn't married Kippy yet. We were engaged, and I thought, I'm going to move to Phoenix. And then when I got out there, I'm like, oh, we've got to do a Bahama Bucks out here. Yeah. So we opened our second store out in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Yep, on Mill Avenue. Mill Avenue, man, the party street, man. Was that was crazy. It was street, and that was crazy times. I used to go out there and visit you, and you and your brother, your yep. younger brother, Zach, which is one year away from me. So Zach and I have basically been forced to become brothers. Another <laughs> true or false question for you as we divert. I like to go down these different rabbit holes. But, okay, true or false, you said true that you had met Kippy in the uh, sixth grade, started dating in sixth grade. Yeah. Okay, true or false, you named your first kid after me and Zach. That is true. Boom. See? That is true. And so my first child is named Zyler. It's yep. a blend of Zach and Ty. Yep. We called him, you know, we were like Zy, and we're like, oh, let's do Zyler. Mm-hmm. So you are correct. He is your Perfect. namesake. Thank you. All right. So, Back to Arizona. I do want to say this, though. While you were in Arizona, stock brokering, and these are the times I got fired, okay, <laughs> at Bahama right. Bucks, because you left a certain person in charge to run Bahama Bucks in Lubbock while you were 
financing or whatever the hell you were doing in Phoenix and TV. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and that person was my sister, Kippy B. Kippy King at that time. Mm-hmm. Kippy King was a lot meaner than Kippy B. King. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and, and you did. She ran the shop. It's a shop out here, and um, it was pretty impressive, man. Driving a Jeep, pulling a trailer. She did all that stuff, man. She was. Yeah, I mean, she, she could load fifty pound sacks of yeah. sugar. She could do it all, <laughs> she buddy. Could do it and all. Uh, she was she was great at that. Yeah. And, and you're right. She could fire people. She could hire people. Yeah. And uh, we learned a lot during that season. <laughs> you learned a lot about each other. And we you? did. We did. <laughs> really. And we still got married. So it that's still great. Still got married. Okay. Um, well, that's fantastic. Let's fast forward. So you go to Phoenix. You you open a store out there. You got one in Lubbock. You kind of open up. You you got shown the ropes as far as and I and I'm not a business guy, so I don't want to get. I didn't want to make this about a business sure. talk, but you kind of got shown the ropes of the franchise world mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Sure, yeah. sure. And I mean, I don't want to you know say any names or anything, but I mean, just you know, you didn't know and you wanted to franchise Bahama Bucks and you did, and then. So you had some people buy, and then they were—they knew what they were doing. Really. Yeah, yeah, they were a little more advanced than us. We had a pretty weak document, and they knew it. And you know, these are the lessons you're going to learn in life, yeah. where all of a sudden they don't pay you royalties, they don't do certain things. You yeah. get a little crossways. So by the time I'm 22, I'm, I'm looking at a lawsuit, and we're we're crossways, <laughs> She's and so and I'm just trying to get warmed up in business yeah. and figuring all this out. So uh, we learned some lessons early on that really paid dividends down the road. And you know, it was just uh, both parties a little bit of misinformation. And misunderstanding each other and I got to tell you it was uh, a life lesson that you don't ever want to go through again but at the yeah. time and it, it sure sure made yeah, it who it was, us it, we were yeah yeah I know and uh you know it it's funny man I take per- family stuff so personal man it, it, it I mean it wasn't really that big of a deal but I just know you kind of got ran through the ringer and it pissed me off and sure I'm you know I'm just a snot-nosed high school kid and so but so you you kind of rolled the punches. You learn. You got Eric Lee. Let's let's let's, oh, let's, man, let's go yeah. with Eric. Let's talk about Eric just real quick. He's only a blip on my radar. So let's just talk about him as yeah. fast as you can. I'm just playing Eric. He's no. not. He's not. Yeah. Just a blip. <laughs> but quickly, he's like your partner. I mean, he yeah. Is- so Eric Lee and I were college buddies. Yeah. Met him in college. He's from Olton, Texas. Played him uh, friendship versus Olton one year in the Reese Classic, <laughs> uh, and they put it to us. They actually won. Uh, we couldn't Uh-oh. believe it. So it's yeah. the worst dress down I've ever had by a coach. <laughs> Uh, but I knew then he's a year older than me, but he was, he was a senior. I was a junior when I saw him, we meet back up in college. He's the first guy that, that came to work for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just a wonderful man. He's a, he's a numbers genius. He's our yes. CFO right now. And one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to have a guy that you've been in, in each other's corners for the past really 31 years now at Bahama Bucks is, is amazing, but great guy, great family guy. His family's beautiful and just love this guy, man. He is, he's a, he's a great dude. He, and, uh, man, I, uh, it's funny, man. I love fantasy sports, and man, he does too. And so, man, it, and I realized pretty quick that he was better at me in fantasy sports pretty fast. So yeah. I learned the ropes of fantasy sports kind of through him a little bit. So, um, okay, so you've got a team, you got some people, and then and so, and now, I mean, just how do you get to where you are now? So, wow. okay, tell yeah. me. I know that's a lot to yeah. go through, right? Yeah. But I mean, for the people at home that don't know about Bahama Bucks. Let me just, uh, if I'm wrong, you correct me, okay? Sure. Over 100 locations. Correct. Yes, sir. Across the United States. Right. And Puerto Rico. Absolutely. I mean, what? I mean, really? This was a 12 by 20 shack, man. Right, man. I mean, it was right there on Brownville Highway with a phone in the bathroom. You know? (laughs) I mean, how does that happen? How does Bahama Bucks become this? Right. We are in the corporate office right now, folks. I'm doing this interview with Blake's podcast. At the corporate office. The corporate office is massive. has a huge warehouse. It has a Bahama Bucks inside the Bahama Bucks corporate office. I mean, there's – it, uh, and true or false also, the rug out front, mm-hmm. is it – I've heard it is, Yeah, it is approximately the same size as the original store. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable because yeah. that is a small-ass rug, man. I mean, <laughs> dang it, dude. So, but okay, so how do you get here? Okay. You know, from Phoenix, we really cut our teeth. And I think what people miss out on sometimes, because you, you do drive by and you see this huge you know, corporate support mm-hmm. center here and all this, but uh, Kippy and I look back on it and we're grateful it's our story. I'm not sure everybody would want it, but you know, we're going to, over the next decade, really two decades, we're going to put two back-to-back decades that just kind of suck together. I mean, in a big way for business-wise. Now, family-wise and all that, you we're, we're loving now. Start, start now. So you're, you're going back. Yeah. Back the, okay, I got so, you. Yeah. So back to that. So what ends up happening is I, I partner with Eric, I partner with my father and, and mom, and, and, and I say, hey, I, I make this promise. I say, guys, partner with me 
And, you know, I'm 22 years old now. I'm like, we're going to franchise in three years. We'll have 100 stores. I'm doing the math. We should be able to do this. And everybody's like, yeah, this will be great. What I didn't know is it would take me 10 years to get 10 stores because I didn't realize it was going to take a whole lot of money, a whole lot of time, and a lot of expertise that I didn't have. And then what I didn't realize after that, it would take me another 10 years to get another 10 stores. So essentially, I blow my 20s, blow my 30s to get 20 snow shacks. Yeah. And now when I turn 40, I open my 20th store. So the the song and dance here is like, oh my, really? That's where the story goes bad. Because there's a lot of spit and grit that happens yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so we're grateful where we are today. It's even more sweeter because over the next seven years after that, we're going to open, you know, another 80 stores or yeah, so. Right. Uh, but I got to tell you, it, it 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 it's our story. We love it. Sure. Uh, but I sure wouldn't wish it on anybody. I it's know. a lot of work. And, and that's the thing, you know, that uh, you know, I, I I did a podcast with my buddy uh, Landry the other day. Having with I'll plug his podcast. Having said that with Landry Griffith, um, and we talked about mental health. And it's just funny how I can kind of correlate that because you, people can have it together on the outside. Mm. And you don't know what's really going on. Sure. And and I think that applies to what you guys were. I mean, because I knew I was part of the family, you know, and I knew that there was some freaking hard years. You bet. And but you would never know it by looking at you, man, mm. or you or Kippy, except yeah. for when Kippy was in the car with me or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, but there were some lean, really lean years. But man, everybody, no, the love. For Bahama Bucks in the communities and whatever, it never wavered. No, and so it was always there. So everybody thought Bahama Bucks was just this greatest place, which it mm-hmm. is, but they never really saw the struggle. And I know you do talks and stuff, and mm-hmm. man, uh, it's it's pretty cool. But I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were forged in fire. We really were. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, anytime you forge iron, it, it's going to get hot. It's yeah. going to be pliable. But man, when you cool it, and it's going to be still hard, and it's going to hold an edge. Yeah. And that's really where we are today. We. We know our roots. It keeps us very humble. Uh, we know exactly who we are. And, you know, Kippy, uh, my wife and I, we look back on those years, and they're some of the sweetest years of our lives. I mean, we grew our family in those times. We had young, three young sons or, or three sons that were just amazing, and we made the best of every moment. And so we might have been broke, we, you know, but we, we sure made the best of everything yeah. we had. So man, we created yeah. a lot of our own fun. I'll say man, that. I'll tell you that much. And, you know, I used to love it, man, because there were lean years, and I put – you guys gave some of the best Christmas presents ever back then. <laughs> I used to love it. We'd get a Bahama Bucks bottle filled with candy. Absolutely, know? man. And, man, it was just like, and have your name on it. You may have a little label. Maybe. Yeah. Your, yeah. Then I was like, dude, that's such a kick-ass gift. And, you know, you just went to the store and bought some, you know, runs or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Runs, and loaded it yeah, up, put it in a bottle, and there's your Christmas, <laughs> I mean, man. It was so cool. Though, yeah, man. and I mean, if you were so, naughty, you only got a half full, man. Full so, bottle. yeah. So, <laughs> so you got to Just depend on the years. <laughs> yeah, it depends uh, on the years. Um. But yeah, so you went on, man, and it's just where where this is right now is just it's oh my gosh. So I do want to talk about the creative side a little bit. This is where it piques my interest, right? Yeah, you bet. Okay, flavors, absolutely. Bahama Bucks flavors. I know you've answered this question a ton of times, but for the folks out there that are listening to the Win Lose or Tie podcast, email me at winloserpodcast at gmail dot com. What is your favorite flavor of Bahama? I mean, your favorite flavor. If you had to just sit down and say, this is my last snow cone mm. I'm ever going to have. Well, number mm. one, that's re- shaved ice or snow cone? What, what what are we really supposed to say? All right, so what we call, we call it snow, S-N-O, because mm. that's what we've registered. we got that registered trademark, okay. so we say we're the world's greatest snow, right. uh, greatest snow on earth, however you want to do it. But right. we, we simply call it snow. Okay. Now, it's shaved ice is the other term for yeah. it. Snow cone's the bad word, yeah. right, because uh, yeah. we're snow. But, yeah, no, great. I mean, Great. We grew up here in West Texas, you know. Absolutely. That's what we know. Man, snow cone That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> so, That's yeah. exactly right. So, um, okay. So let's go with snow. If you had to just, uh, you had one snow for the rest of your oh, just man. Had, what would it be? Yeah. You know, I'm a seasonal guy, so I pick out all, yeah. you know, I'm always doing something different. Uh, but, you know, tried and true. If mm-hmm. you just said, boil it down, Blake, give me, you know, on your deathbed, what are you going for? Something like that. I'm going to keep it simple, man. I'm going cherry. Cherry. We have one of the greatest yep. cherries, and it, it's just fantastic. Yep. And here's why. I mean, it was one of the original flavors that I loved early on, and I variate. I mean, I mean, last year during the COVID season, I ate so much gummy bear with gummy bears. <laughs> I mean, that was my top flavor. You would have thought it was going out of stock. That's all I ate was gummy bear. And then I had a season where I went through cherry cola and cream, you know. Yep. And then right now I'm doing like mango and, and chili salt and chamoy and stuff like that. So uh, I'm very seasonal. But if you said, man, just boil it down, 
man, I'm going to go basic, either yeah. cherry. And then if you said, all right, you're going to get a second snow, I got to go blue coconut, man. Yeah. You can't go wrong with blue okay. coconut. Fact. Okay, no, not fact, but just what are the top, what's the top selling flavor of all the shaved ice flavors, of all the snow flavors? What are they? What's the, or just the, yeah, I mean, yeah. because now you have over a hundred stores and now you can sure. collect data like that yeah. kind of. So yeah. um, we always wondered, you know, yeah. what's the number one? So can you divulge that right now? What's you the know, and I'm going to get this out of order a little bit, but okay. we watch it. I mean, we got a whole team that watches this yeah. all the time, but it, it's this constant battle. That top five is really interesting. And you have things like cherry sitting in there. You have blue coconut obviously sitting in there. Uh, one of the interesting ones that is, doesn't surprise a lot of people, but it's birthday cake. Yeah. Birthday cake's going to sit in there. And you, know? and you didn't even introduce that flavor. No, that, that came in like, about a decade ago, you know, about 2020, <laughs> I think we introduced it. Right. And so it, it busted in there. The one that's making a big run right now that's been surprising, and it's the one that's sitting in the number five spot, and it's the one called Tiger's Blood. We were seeing it run across the nation. Utah had a big hit on it right now. Uh, it runs well out in California, Arizona. For whatever reason, Tiger's Blood has made this jump from like 13 yeah. to 10 all the way to the number five spot this okay. year. It's been uh, big. Uh, that's a, well, that's, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I have you here, man. This is the kind of answers I need. But if I would get, remember back, yeah. okay, back to the early days, even sure. at the very first store, we had Tiger's Blood, mm -hmm. but it doesn't taste anything like what no. it does taste like now. Yep. To me, back then, it had a cinnamon to it. You sure? And now it does not, does it? Or It, it may have a pinch as, in it. I mean, so there's going to be a pinch in there. Yeah, gotcha. we tapered it back. What yeah. we did years ago is we took a national kind of survey of what should be in Tiger's Blood because Tiger's Blood's been around since the 50s, man. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we were looking at it and said, man, let's create one that everybody else loves, you know, coast sure. to coast. And we came up with our own rendition. And that's, that's fantastic. That's, that, that, that's cool, man. And, and, and another cool story I kind of want you to touch on about flavors, which I, I'm yeah. not even, I mean, I'm barely scratching the surface. So sure. get ready. We're going to get deeper. But regionally, mm. you started to figure out. And I remember even back when Arizona, the mm -hmm. stores in Arizona opened up at the beginning. And it was like, why aren't we selling any blue coconut? That's because right. In Lubbock, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know from first-hand experience from working. I worked at Home Bucks for almost 10 years or yeah. maybe close to. I mean, blue coconut is the number one flavor in Lubbock or was when I worked yeah. there. But it's not, it, to me, really was not even close. Mm -hmm. But when y'all moved to Arizona, I mean, it was like blue coconut. You couldn't give it away. That's right. Okay, so talk about regional flavors. and now Because yeah. you have a store in California. Mm -hmm. You have store up in Utah, mm -hmm. which that's one of the email questions that was in is what's your northernmost store or coldest climate store? Is it? Yeah, it'd be northern Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have stores in Missouri and or, mm -hmm. or, I mean, yeah. ever, you know, all the way to the East Coast in Florida, right. Puerto Rico. Regionally, talk to me about flavors. And, and did that catch you off guard? Did you know? Yeah, that you know, it, it, you don't realize that, especially when you're trying to launch a national flavor palette. You know, yeah. we always looked at Texas and now we're like, okay, will it work in Florida? Will it work in, you know, will California, you know, uh, will they like sweet tea flavor? You yeah. know, stuff like that. And you're exactly right because you said blue coconut, number one in, in Lubbock. It's number one flavor in Texas. And it's not even still close. To, still today. Still today. Yeah. Number one flavor. But what most people don't realize is we are a flavor factory. I mean, we make and manufacture yeah. every flavor that goes out there. That's amazing. So one of my favorites is, and, and you're just talking about it, is what happened in Arizona. It was such an anomaly. It was like this outlier. And we've always teased about it because their white coconut sold crazy. Blue coconut wouldn't sell at all. And we're as a Texan, you're freaking out. You're like, do they not know no. coconuts <laughs> are blue? What is wrong with these people? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, you kind of wonder I mean, where did that come from? Have I they don't... never hit a home run baseball and took it up there and got the blue, blue snow cone? Blue I mean, come on, it's coconut. <laughs> but those regional flavors are so neat. Uh, you know, even El Paso, uh, we see mango being the number one flavor out there. Uh, again, Tiger's Blood in Utah, it's the number one flavor there. And you have all these regional discrepancies. And we've been able to really accommodate that. You know, yeah. for south of the border stuff and, and our Fiesta flavors, we're going to do like horchata and melon and all this. If yeah. you go west coast, we'll have Ling Hing Moi. You'll have dragon fruit. Wait, we'll have all what the hell did you I just know. say? What? I know. What? I, know. I probably said it wrong. I don't even care. What is that? So it's it's basically Wait, say it again a, and what what are you talking about? It's an Asian flavor called Ling Hing Moi. It's a, it's a shaved ice flavor. Shaved ice flavor and it's a powder we put on out there. So it's an add-on that we can add. Okay. So yeah, so really interesting. So you're <laughs> going to get all of these kind of you know nuances through the nation that we're really going to play to yeah. and see see what yeah. people hit on. That's that's just amazing. Um, 
see, these are things that I do discuss with you. Like I talk about this, you know, during Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I mean, for crying out loud, I moved to Arizona when yes, I graduated from Texas Tech, mm-hmm. Reckham, and I lived with you guys. Yes, and then these did. are the kind of conversations we would have right here. Just talking about, you know, just shoot the shit around the table. I you mean, bet. so, and I love that. I, and this is like, kind of like what's happening, but man, I haven't heard about that, that flavor. And, um, talk about like, so you, you mentioned gummy bear, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so talk about these these uh, collabs that you do. How does that get started? I mean, like, oh, man, I yeah. look at like you had Fanta, and then you have Gummy Bear. Now you've done a thing with the Crudes movie. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> How does that get started? Does that like blow your mind? You're like, hey, this, you know, is, this it, is happening. It really does. And in any of these collaborations, what the hard part is, is we can mimic any flavor. We can do Coca-Cola. They're a great partner. And they were really our first collab that we did. Uh, what we didn't realize is they're a, they're a huge brand. And we've been with them since inception. We've always offered Coca-Cola in our shops. Mm-hmm. But the, the flavor part wasn't hard for us to mimic. And they helped us with their original stuff, uh, recipes and all that. It was the legal side. Yeah. Legal took over a year and a half to fulfill that deal. Yeah. And when we do things like, you know, like, like you're mentioning all these other collabs, whether it's Sour Patch or Gummy Bear or Bomb Pop, it's the legal side. Once you get both legal teams involved, it just takes forever. So we allow about a year to a year and a half to do all the legal stuff. So even right now, even though we're sitting in 2021, we're already laying legal groundwork in 2022 right. and 2023. Now, the crudes that you mentioned, that was hilarious because – uh, this is our first collab with a movie. It worked out great. And, you know, United Pictures, they reached out to us and said, hey, we've got an opportunity. And we looked at them and said, man, every time y'all call us, it's like a hundred grand. We don't have that type of money to throw around. And they're like, no, we think we got an opportunity here. And so we we did uh, a tropical uh, crudes flavor yeah. that just did fantastic. Yeah. So it's a uh, lot of fun when we do these. That, okay. Now, have, what's the, on the total other end of the spectrum? Mm-hmm. Your opinion or whatever, I don't give, I don't care. It, on the menu or been taken off the menu, what's the worst flavor that's ever been offered? <laughs> the worst, absolute oh, worst man. flavor that's ever been offered at Bahama. Bucks. Yeah, we got a long list, but I, I got to <laughs> land on peanut butter, man. It, oh. it, it, it tasted like dirt when we offered it. Yeah. It, it didn't even. It was close to. It'd be like eating peanut shells. It wasn't even yeah, the butter part. I remember. Yeah, yeah. remember that one. Yeah, it was it bad. Wasn't that good. You remember Thunderbolt? Oh my gosh, Thunderbolt! It's amazing. Yeah, yeah you know it really I mean, was. No, it was. I didn't care for it. I'm saying that was an amazing idea. Yeah, it was. It was the suicide of all yeah, flavors. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you put just, it was all the flavors already made in a bottle. That's right. right. And so you could just order Thunderbolt. Right. And it tasted terrible, like licorice yes. and, and, and dirt kids all in one. Couldn't get enough. Of it. Yeah, and they just ate it, and ate it, and you're like, "This yeah. is crazy." Yeah. So, and no, that one's not coming back. By the way, if you're curious. So. <laughs> because remember, you had that sign in the front window at the original, and it said, "Try Thunderbolt." All 32 flavors. Or all 60 at the time. 60 flavors in one. Yeah. Dude, that's all a parent needed to tell their kid. Yeah, absolutely. You're getting the Thunderbolt. You want the Thunderbolt? Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that is crazy. I forgot about Thunderbolt. But, man, these collabs are crazy. I love it, man. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So, you said you have uh, the legal part is the toughest part of that. Mm Can you give us a little preview of what might be coming out? Well, I, I can't yet, but I'll tell you what we just launched, and that is our Lemonberry Warheads. Oh, Warheads. Yeah, exactly. That, that one is fantastic, yeah. and it's the first time we've done a color-changing spray that goes over it. Uh-huh. So you get this beautiful yellow snow, and then we're going to spray it with the sour Warhead spray, and mm-hmm. it turns red. And so it's that, so cool. Is that out? Right it's now? out right now. We right just now. launched okay. it. Yeah, warheads, that's right. Um Speaking of color changing, like the spoons, like oh, man, just yeah. a little thing like that. I don't know where you ran across those spoons, but I mean, now they're synonymous with their hyper color spoons. You mm-hmm. put them in the snow, they change color. I've got one or two at home I like to eat my cereal with. Fair so, enough. I mean, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I still get mesmerized a little bit by it. I'm like, so badass that they change color. Absolutely. Tell, just give us a brief thing. So, I really don't care yeah. about the spoons, but yeah, it's, it's just for people that don't know. Yeah, so about. Dixie had those back in the 90s, and when we first opened, I started with them, but it became, it got to be too expensive. They were about a nickel a piece, and this is only 75 cents snow. And then they went to 10 cents, and then they went to 15, 20, 25. When they yeah. got to 25, if you dropped your spoon and then you looked at me, I was making a moral decision at that time. <laughs> 
I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're worth it. Let's just blow that one off. Oh, so we funny. had to quit them then. They were pink. They turned purple. Yeah. But it wasn't until about 2008, I think it was Super Bowl in 2008, Coors Light came out with a can that would change colors from blue or white to when blue when it was cold. Blue, you yeah. knew it was cold. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. I still go with that sometimes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we knew that technology was back. Yeah. So we started researching. It took us about two years to bring it in. Uh, we, we have that color as our own color palette. And so now we have teal spoons that change purple. It took yeah. us about two years to do that whole project. And they're but, bigger now. I like yeah, them. Yeah. This, this, the, the, uh, the spoon is bigger. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. It'll go, it goes deeper into the yeah. cup, so and, it, it helps. Yeah. So, man, that's, see, that's the R&D, the research and development. Like, you guys go that far into it. Mm-hmm. And so does it piss you off? And I'm, I'm asking because I, it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Does it piss you off when people or different companies try to is it flattery or is it make you mad when, when different companies or places try to, I say, mimic or copy what you've done all this research and mm-hmm. development and put time, money, effort, sweat, and tears into? What, sure. how, does, how does that make you feel as a reaction? Well, you know, at first you're always like, oh, man, they're ripping us off. But after a while, it, it is a compliment. Um I think as we got confident in who we are, we're going to forge our own path regardless. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're always doing that. So you do look at it as a compliment there. There are times you look at it and it's like, really, could you at least change it up a little bit? Yeah. I will tell you being your own flavor company, what's neat about that is where you see it kind of bite them is for example, we launched a glazed donut one year. Yeah. That was a flavor. Yeah. And we knew it was a shock flavor. We thought it'd do terrible. We were right. Yeah. But the next year, all these shaved ice places came out with a glazed donut and we're like, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sucker. We got you there. Yeah. You didn't know that one was going to bite, so but it, it really did. That's so funny. And so, you know, so there's some give and take. And, yeah. and by all means, I mean, we're always looking in the market, seeing what ideas we can grab from people, yeah. too. So okay. uh, there's some fairness I'd to I'd like it. to run a few ideas by you. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I know that some of this stuff has maybe crossed y'all's uh, plate, or at, at, not for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. or your cup. Have you thought about doing a collab, speaking of collabs, and doing a shaved ice? Awesome burrito. <laughs> and then you could put like the taco sauce as a sauce or as a Yeah, the, the, the topping. You know, it's Can we it's, make that happen, Blake? Just for you, just for your brother in law's sake. You know, interestingly <laughs> enough, I did meet Mrs. Allsups. Okay, no. yeah, oh, yeah, the daughter of Allsups not yeah. too long ago. Wonderful company, wonderful lady. And I'm going to tell you, that secret sauce on that burrito, I don't think anybody can ever mimic. I mean, those are yeah. just one-of-a-kind icons. It is still one of my top ten foods yeah. of all time. So I think in honor to them, we are just going to leave that thing on the golden yeah. plate that it's on, oh, man. man. Those Allsup burritos, they they belong in Allsups. That would be so awesome, though. I would, <laughs> man, I would love to just walk up or Bob about to just order. What kind of flavor would you like? I'm getting Allsup's burrito. With Today's the Allsup burrito day. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> if, I don't know. Maybe we'll do beef jerky for you or something like that. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll try that. So, like enchilada or anything like that. I mean, you bet. You know, like, I know it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but glazed donut sounds crazy. Right, and you right, right. So, like, what are some crazy ideas maybe that didn't make it? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, it was a, you thought it might be a good idea or something that it just hit your hit your desk and you yep. go, no way. Yeah, so we see a lot of that. I'll tell you some stuff that we put out there that just wasn't a good idea. I mean, the thing about this one, juicy fruit. So we did it, and guess what? It tasted just like juicy fruit. But that's a collab nearly. You have to get the, yeah. you have to get a license. But the to... problem is people didn't know whether they should chew yeah. <laughs> and spit it out or chew and swallow. And, and so we had it. It was weird. just this yeah, it was just this confusion. <laughs> and we're like, man, what's wrong with people? I mean, they're swallowing this snow. Yeah. So uh so we've done some bad ones that you just think, Oh man, what yeah, were we yeah, thinking? Yeah. But you're exactly right, Ty. There's not a flavor we can't do. Right. I mean, if we want taco, we can do taco. Yeah. You know, also it's burrito. Concession stand nachos. Wow. Maybe. Now, the, the, the combination there is, gets a little tough because yeah. how do you get the right heat of jalapeno? You know, is it, is it just it slides down that cheese and yeah. it's melting on that chip? Well, That's I, a tough like, one. It's about hollow bucks. Figure this shit out, man. I That's know, cool. man. You, you, you use can, two bottles, yeah, right? We'll it, use two yeah, bottles. We we'll use can, nacho you, cheese. and We've got color-changing snow going on, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, what the heck? Let's get that going. So, all right. Um, I would say, like, the worst uh, flavor I ever tried. And you know, I tried them all plenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then, like, almond was bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just an almond flavor. And I don't even remember selling it. If you put enough cream on it, it tasted good. Mm-hmm. So, 
That one was uh, was, was pretty bad. Yeah, it ranked the, up there with Apricot Brandy, didn't apricot it? Apricot Brandy, Remember dang, that one? I forgot about that yeah. one. That one was pretty bad, too. Golly. Um, and when my buddy texted me. I, I put it on a, on the Win, Lose, or Tie uh, Instagram page. I was going to interview you, and we were going to talk about Bahama Bucks. And he texted me, and he said, uh, you just tell him. That's my buddy Sam. He lives down in San Angelo. He goes, watermelon pickle is the shit. <laughs> so... Hey man, I don't know, but what I was like, okay, I'll just take that for what it's worth. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah. I love it. So watermelon pickle, and I know everybody has their own favorites. You know, Sam, yeah. here's what I'd say. I want you to try this one. I want you to do watermelon, chamoy, chili salt, and gummy bears, dude. Okay. It'll blow your mind. That that's the one true, my son. He's been getting me to hit on here lately. Wait, uh, repeat it again. It's watermelon, watermelon chamoy, uh-huh. chili salt. And then gummy bears. Just mix those That's gummy it. bears yeah. right in there, man. It's a little okay. spicy sweet. Okay. So uh, I get that. That, that right. one's good. But I, I haven't tried the watermelon pickle. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I just, you know, I, he's a crazy cat. So, <laughs> all right. That's Bahama Bucks. I've kind of covered that. We're going to get back to some of it. A lot of the questions that are on the email were, are about Bahama Bucks. Some of them we answered. Um, so if we did, we'll just skip past those. But. You are part of my family, dude, and I think you're one of the coolest guys. And I mean, with the same sense of humor, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. for the, I, I know this at family gatherings, and even if it's just small family gathering, or it's just y'all might have me over for dinner. You and I are typically on the same page, and we laugh at the same stuff, and yep. we always have. And uh, I think that's man, you're just a you're all. And and I would like to now. You tell me. And, I, and that's fine. If you, if it's a no-go story, you just say it's a no-go story. You bet. Okay. My mother and my father, I mean, I know it could. First off, it's their only daughter that you're married. You bet. And dated since the sixth grade. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think as a parent, I'm not a parent, don't know, but I don't think you could pick a better guy to marry your only daughter. I really don't. I mean, dude, you're just, you're the complete package. You're a nice guy. You're always the most polite person I ever met. Even, and then you were the most fun, all in the same pack. You're the total package, man. You were the total package. And my dad was still rude as crap to you. I mean, like, (laughs) did you ever were just like, hey, man, what's going on with this guy? You know, no, I don't, I don't think your story's off limits. I think, you know, I think. I mean, the one in particular, you know, I'm going to ask you about. I want to know if that's off limits. You don't have to say that when you ask me if you can marry Kippy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's funny. I don't. I don't. It depends the age of your audience, but uh, well, I don't yeah. even know what the age of my audience is right now. This is the first episode, so we're gonna we can find out. But, uh, yeah, I but bet okay, we, could. Well, we can build up to that just for a second. So sure. my dad, you know, for people that don't know, he's old heck ex high school football coach, mm-hmm. not a man of very many words, and and you know, and God bless him, man. He you know he's he's got dementia now and. You know, and he's in the retirement home and definitely not the man he used to be. But sometimes he'll give you a little, you know, a little flair of his old self. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I mean, he, he's kind of an intimidating guy, but also could be funny at times. And mm-hmm. so, but you got, you guys had the craziest relationship. Just kind of tell us how that started. I remember when you come over to the house, like, and he wouldn't even talk to you. Yeah. You know, so it, it started, I took Kippy to the sixth grade banquet and then the eighth grade banquet. And so the guy's seeing me around and yeah. it's like, every time I introduce him, myself to him, it's like, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> and this continues all the way through freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, even yeah. into high school. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking one day he's going to talk to me. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're, you're dead on with Jerry. I mean, he's a great football coach. He was yeah. just a gruff guy. Yeah. And, and really what I appreciated about Jerry so much is you knew, he esteemed his daughter so much that I was going to have to earn it and there wasn't going to be an easy path. Mm-hmm. And so nothing was going to be easy. I mean, I would walk in, Hey, Mr. King, how are you? He wouldn't even, wouldn't even flinch. Nope. Wouldn't even look at me. I remember. Yeah. I, I just looked at him and go, damn, dad. I mean, in the yeah. living room, you would come over yeah. in high school. Dad would be watching TV. I'd be watching mm-hmm. TV. The game might be on. You'd walk in and go, Hey Todd. I go, Hey, what's up, Blake? Go, Hey, Mr. King. And it's just silence, man. Yeah. Just straight silence. Yeah. Damn, dude. Dude, your sister was hot. It was so worth it. So that's what kept me going, man. I'm like, dude, I don't care what I got to get through here. Damn it, Blake. See, that's not where I didn't want to go with this podcast today. We don't talk about how hot my sister is. I mean, damn. But you found her hot enough to get married to her. Right. Okay, so now my dad started selling sporting goods for, for the majority of my life. So he had his office downtown. And now, like any good gentleman would, you had to go down there and ask him. You bet. For her you hand. bet. Like, it, that's what I think that's key. You yeah. know, for, even to a man that doesn't talk to you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, okay. 
we can gingerly do sure. we don't have to say the exact word, but people right, can figure right, it out. Right. So can you just walk me through that scenario, how that happened and what, ha- what, pre- what, what happened when you asked? Yeah. Parents? So, so, you know, I'm nervous as it is. I've got the ring. Uh, Kippy is, is, you know, she's ready to be asked. I mean, there, there, yeah. there reaches a point with every well, relationship I mean, where it's been going. Yeah. Like I mean, we've dated, I mean, I'm geez. graduating, yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Is she going to gas me or not? And yeah. so, I'd called your mom and told her, hey, I'd, I'd like, where's Jerry? I'd like to talk to him. I need to ask him something. And so she told me he was at his office. And that, that was probably mistake number one is, you know, try to find neutral ground because this is his, yeah, this is his <laughs> turf, man. And I'll never forget, I walk into that sporting goods store and he's got an office in the back. I got to walk by all the salesmen, everybody, and they're all kind of giving me the look. And I'm thinking, uh oh, something's up. And, yeah. you know, I sit down in that office and, and, as polite and as much courage as I had, I asked for her hand and I said, I just want your blessing if that's okay. And, you know, he looked at me and said, Blake, I got two questions for you before I'll give you my blessing. And I'm like, Oh snap. Yeah. You're like, Oh, this cannot be. Yeah. Good. And, and it's like, not. Yeah, Folks, this, this is not good. There's no happens. training yeah. course for this. And yeah. so first one he said, he said, Blake, you know, Kibby hadn't graduated yet. And he said, I want you to promise me that she'll graduate college. Now, my older brother had already gone through this. He said, man, don't make promises you can't fulfill. And he said, if they ask you to promise about college, he's like, if she changes her mind, there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) So I looked your dad square in the eye, man. I said, Mr. King, I'll do everything I can to make sure she finishes, but I cannot promise you that she will finish. So now you're That's that's on her. So now, yeah. Yeah, win, lose, or tie, that's a loss. That's a loss. That's the loss part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then he throws out the big one. He says, Blake, I'm going to tell you something. You know, and this isn't really the question, but it was the second point he made. He said, you know, I'll give you my blessing if you'll promise me one thing. He said, you can marry her. You just can't Can't. whoop whoop her. Yeah. And I was like, what was that? And he said the word. He said the word. You can marry her. You just can't. Yeah. And I'm looking at him. He's like, well, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, why do you think I want to get married? (laughs) You know, I mean. So he, he, he threw that out at me. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah, and I was I just, know. I just finally said, yes, sir. And then he was like, okay, you got yeah, my blessing. You got my blessing. Okay. I'm like, uh, okay. See okay. You later. <laughs> I'm, I'm done here. I'm going to go ask your daughter to marry me. Jeez, oh my, that's a great But you know, story, while man. you're on your dad and it, yeah, I think yeah. you got to watch it because it, it really turned into this wonderful frenemy type of thing where oh, we yeah. loved each other deeply, but yes. we loved to pretend that we were arch rivals and enemies. And uh, I think it, you know, Kippy having two brothers, mm-hmm. it also, you know, was an intimidating factor coming into the family. But I think it is one of the closest knit families that anybody could ever meet. And, you know, give a lot of credit to your mom, dad, and you guys for just loving each other like you do, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And, and I mean, but man, we couldn't ask for anybody to fit right in. I mean, you fit well, right in. It was just easy. It was easy, yeah. man. And, uh, you know, it, even as like, you're right. It, it was a, like a arch rival kind of thing. Yeah. But man, have you ever heard my dad talk about you when you were gone, not around? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, you hung the moon. I mean, yeah. so, you know, I know for a fact that he was, he, he, he just thinks. I didn't even think he liked me until we had grandkids. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> like, man, I don't, I don't even know if this dude really likes me. Am I supposed to come over or not? And so it, it, it even, it even went on for all these years. How long have you been married now? You know, uh, this uh, August will be uh, 29 years. You better get that right. Yeah. Anyway, years, so um, even four years ago, I can remember, man, and this is, you know, you and I being on the same mm-hmm. page, but <laughs> we're, we're sitting around my mom at my mom and dad's house in Wolford. Oh, yeah. They lived there for 40 something years. And we are having a family meeting about mom and dad moving into a retirement community. Yes, we a are. A complete family meeting. Me, my brother, his wife, you, Kippy. Yep. Okay. And <laughs> he is re- reluctant. And so we're kind of, you know, it needed to be done. And this is you know, a big step, of course, you know, you're moving out of your house and into a retirement community, which is a nice place and everything. But he kind of didn't see, you know, he still wanted to live at home. But so he kind of got tired of talking about it. Right. And he gets up and he leaves the table. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember it. Yeah. And we still talk. We're all still talking. And we think he's gone to the bathroom or something. We don't know. He comes back, I mean, a considerable amount of time later, and uh, he's carrying a bag, a, a money bag, right? mm-hmm. a bank bag, and I don't know how much is in there. I mean, he's got some cash. He just had some cash stowed away or something. But he tells all the kids around the table how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, how much y'all, he goes, I wish I could have done more for you. And he slides a bill across to everybody. You know, to me, Jay, Kippy, Jay's my brother, Kippy, my sister, to you, to Anissa, 
And I'm just, you know, I'm kind of got a tear in my eye. I'm like, this is, you know, unbelievable. Look down, Dad's giving me a hundred dollar bill, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so we just keep talking for a little while, and you kind of just give me a little wink, like, like that. And I look over at you, and you grab that bill. Everybody still had their bills in front of them on the table, and you just grabbed that bill and you lifted it up to me. And it was a 20. <laughs> he gives everybody 100. <laughs> I still, man, he would still just mess with you. I know it, man. I mean, you know your place pretty good. When yeah. everybody gets a bill and you're looking at everybody's, you're like, well, okay, I'm <laughs> – I'm that guy still. And it so, was not on accident. No, I mean, no. It's, it wasn't on accident. Yeah, I, I've, all these years I've tried to blame that on yeah. dementia. It, that was yeah. the one moment I knew he was fully yeah. sane yeah. making all of those decisions. Yeah. I'm like, you're still there, yeah. brother. And see, so he's still, you know, as he got older, you know, he started, you know, <laughs> going downhill. But uh, even in his, he started working here at the corporate office. Yeah, he office. did. Yeah. And the mail, is that mm-hmm. a real story? Did he That's do, a real story. Okay, tell yeah. me. Just, just you know, tell people. So, as he, you know, we, we would find tasks for him here, but one of the things that your mom had talked to me about is we just, we, he needs to keep moving. Sure. And for his mental health, we want him to try to remember names and, and all that. And I thought, well, you know, the, the mailbox is, you know, 50 yards out there. He could walk to the mailbox, grab the mail, and then he could make the rounds, kind of like your mail guy. Yeah, he mail can box. make the rounds and, and see all the people and yeah. remember their names. Yeah, and, and how many people work here? At this you know, we got about 50, 50 people that work here. Yeah. And it was so funny because uh, I think it was Sonia or, or one of the hospitality team members were taking him around the first time. And I had about three or four, maybe five pieces of mail. And he walks up to my office and, and the poor person behind him who's showing him everybody, he looks at me and he just flings the mail into my office, just goes everywhere, hits the floor. And they're freaking out. They're like, no, 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 you don't throw Blake's mail. You don't do this. And he just looks at me and he just walks What's off. <laughs> and that's that's how Jerry King delivered my mail at this office. Yeah. For years. Yep. You just, he just threw it he in He just throw it Everybody in Everybody else, he would set it on he their table. He would set it on their desk. Box or whatever it's supposed to go. Yeah. And, and you could even have people in there. Oh, I'd have like people in there. He'd walk by. I'd, sell a franchise or I'd have a banker in there, a lawyer, yeah. somebody. And, and somebody, he'd just walk in there. I'd look at him and be like, oh, here it comes. And he'd just throw the mail. <laughs> it, made, it made for great stories. And I got to tell you, that, oh, that's I'm glad good. you brought that up because yeah. that's such an endearing, yeah. endearing it memory. It really is, man. Yeah. It's just great. And then, so now you uh, will switch over to mom real quick. Absolutely. quick. I mean. This lady's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love my mom, and she's so – she's just a character. She really, really is. So I want you to tell the people um, about the greatest Christmas gift you ever got from Julie King. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, can really? we go there? Yeah, we can go okay, there. Okay. We can go there. So Julie is is kind of your mother-in-law that you dream of. She's sweet. She loves your children better than anyone. She thinks, you know, everyone in the family's perfect and and including me. And yeah. and I love that about her. She yeah. just is a, a beautiful soul. And every year she asks me, she's like, "Blake, what does Kippy want for Christmas?" And I gave her the same answer for like 10 years. I'm like, Julie, it's the weirdest thing. The only thing she wants is lingerie. <laughs> if you'll just buy her lingerie, she'll be happy. And she wants a lot of it too. Don't go skimpy on this stuff. And so she hated it. She said, oh, I'm not asking you ever again. Well, every year she would ask me. I right. gave her the same answer, same yeah. answer. Yeah. Now the kids get older at this time. Yeah. And she gives a gift. And oh my gosh, she ends up putting my name on it. In front of all the kids and all the family and everything, I get to open it. And lo and behold, she finally came true on that wish. And yeah, greatest (laughs) gift I've ever gotten from a mother-in-law. It was awesome. In front of the whole family, man. We're all watching it. It was lingerie. And she she was great. She goes, that's what... You said she wanted for the last 20 years. Yeah, I know it, man. And she, she made good on that promise. She made good on that promise. It was promise. so good, man. It was so good. <laughs> so, man, she, that, just a great relationship. I'm talking our two families, man. They just It gets, you know, and your mom and dad, I love them so much, and your yeah. brothers and, and, and Zana and your sister. I mean, just, and I'm, I'm, I thank God for Zach. And, uh, but so, speaking of, so at, at one of my near-death experiences, um, and I love, man, I say, I love to tell stories, but you can rival me in telling stories. So, but we were up in Red River skiing and this is, I mean, <laughs> I was 14, I think I was in junior high. I had to be junior high or maybe Bill Yard. I mean, yeah, I was in junior high. Zach, old enough to know better. Old enough to know better. Yeah, yeah. Zach and I are there. Everybody's out skiing, but in the, uh, the condominium that we were staying in, you and Kippy were there. And, uh, so, I mean, we would take vacations together and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, absolutely. Before we are married. So, yep. yeah. So I was there. Zach was there. Your little, your little brother that who you named Zyler after me and him. I mean, Zach and I are still buddies. Yeah. So 
we just slept downstairs in the living room on the fold-out couch. And so after everybody's gone, I know you're still there, Kippy's still there. And so just like a 14, 13, 12-year-old kid would do, mm -hmm. Zach goes, hey, man, you think I could fold you up in the couch and like put it into the, in the bed and put it in the couch? And I went, dude, I bet you could. So what did we do? We tried. And what happened? We did. Zach folded my ass up and put me right in the couch, and it sunk <laughs> into where you could put cushions on it and never know that there was a body inside the couch. So I'm laughing. He's laughing. I'm inside this couch, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, okay, get me the hell out of here. This is starting to freak me out a little bit. Zach can't pull it out of, from the couch because it's too heavy. So he's like, I can't pull it. I was like, Zach, quit messing around, dude. You've got to get me out of the couch. I mean, this is not funny. He goes, now you can, I'll let you take it from there. So, yeah. So I guess where I enter, I'm upstairs in the shower and y'all go and get Kippy. She tries, she absolutely can't lift y'all. Both of y'all are trying to get you out of the couch. Cause once it went down, it just locked in. And I just remember <laughs> Kippy running in the restroom. She's like, Blake, Blake, Blake. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and, and I'm in the shower and she's like, Ty's freaking out. He's in the couch. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what do you mean? He's in the, no, they folded him up in the couch. Yeah. So all I remember is turning it off, still have soap in my hair, put a towel on. I run down there yeah. and it's probably one of my proudest adrenaline moments because I felt like a Herculean. I just stood on the couch, both feet planted yeah. and just gripped that handle and just ripped it up. And I'll never forget the shrieks and the cries coming from this teenage guy <laughs> named Ty who was stuck in the couch and has now entered full blown panic oh, mode. Oh man, I'm so I'm still in debt to you, man. You are, you're right. I know, that dude. That's a, great, a life debt. It was that a, is a life yeah, debt. Yeah, it was a great moment for you because one, you you look like a man, superhero man in front of Kippy. Absolutely, two, brother. You saved your little brother. I know it, man. I because did it in a I'm towel right and now. I'm soaking <laughs> yeah, wet. Back when I looked and good. I, you had never looked so good to me in my entire <laughs> life. I mean, uh, I, I was just like, oh, my God. And I remember I was the biggest. I was like, we're going to call the damn fire department. I was yelling at Zach. So, all right, man, that was hilarious. Okay, so I asked people to say, hey, man, if uh, uh, you had a question for Blake, email the show. And uh, lo and behold, I got emails, man. I did not even think I would get emails. Um, first one is from Casey, and she said, coming from a former Rookie of the Year wow. at a shop, yeah. do you still hand out awards in the shops? Does uh, that still happen? It still happens. Okay. We still do the Olympics, and we yeah. still do all the MVPs, Mr. Yeah. Clean, Mrs. Clean, all the way through. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I will say this, four years in a row, I won customer service award. So you did brother. And I you still did. have those trophies. You were yeah. good. Yeah. You were one of yeah. the greats. <laughs> yeah. so, Casey, you, you, she was one of the greats as well. She was, she was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You, you know who I'm talking about. So, uh, my man from chase, okay. All the way from Kansas city, Missouri. Wow. Wow. I have one question that is very important. He says, will there ever be a Kansas city location? You know, me and Patrick Holmes are going to work on that. We've got to get him to <laughs> yeah. do it, brother. Somebody tell Pat we yeah. we got to do this. Gotta, gotta, we are the franchise yeah. for him. Okay, true or false? One of the flavors is Red Raider. Absolutely. In all the, in all locations. It's in all locations. Yeah, even in Texas at College Station. Yeah, it's it, well, College Station. You know, I'm not, I can't tell that story, but oh, okay, yeah. But it, 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 let's say Texas, uh, UT, any of them. Yeah, gotcha. All of them have yeah. Red Raiders. Okay, well, all Pat, of them have Red so Raiders. So Patrick, if you're listening, so Chase, yeah, and you, I know you get that question all the time. Like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, man. Why don't you put one here? That's right. Why don't you put one in Meadow or something? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, or Alaska or yeah, wherever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I go, you get that all the time. Look at this one. Okay. Maggie, uh, she sends in, what was the first flavor of Bahama Bucks solidified on the menu? I don't wow. know. But, you know, it's a tough one, Maddie, because we, we really started with 60 uh, yeah. flavors, and they were all kind of the first. But I'd say the one that really solidified who we were is going to be the classic strawberry cheesecake. Mm -hmm. We we made a name for ourselves yep. with that flavor. And it's still one of my favorites. Okay, yeah. uh, real quick, kind of rapid fire. Who's We kind of touched on this, but whose idea was it to do color-changing spoons and umbrellas? Wow. So both umbrella, umbrellas, they, yeah. they both launched really at the same time, and it was just one of those things where I looked at snow and I thought, how do we differentiate ourselves? Because we had a white cup. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to put an umbrella in every one of them. I'm going to do a color-changing spoon. So yeah. we actually had those two items before printed cup. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Printed, printed cup, cup would be a decade deal. later. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's amazing. So 
Uh, I'll skip. Uh, oh, um, what's the grossest flavor combo? I think Sam answered that for us. Yeah, Pitbull, did. watermelon. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I know it's not really y'all's thing. Oh, she, she said. Oh, she needs to know this, Maggie. She said, "Would you ever consider incorporating ice cream into your menu and make half smoke on, half ice cream combo, and call it Bahama Betty?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Maggie needs to know that that's already offered, but it's not called Bahama Betty. It's not the Bahama Betty. Yeah, it's uh, there's a Bahama Rama Mama, which has a, a scoop of ice cream in the bottom yep. of yours, which is the only way to go. If you're asking me, I agree. It's the only way you can get whatever flavor of snow yeah. uh, shaped ice you want, which is the best idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so uh, yeah, not only is it ice cream, man, it's bluebell. So oh, yeah, we blue upscale this. Yeah, thing. There you go, exactly. Um, let's see, what is a pie in the sky dream you have for the business? Wow, you know, Man, I, I think, nice, Maggie. you know, you want to be coast to coast. 500 stores would be awesome. I think that's, you know, we're, that's we've got a plan to get there. I think Pie in the Sky is making it a legacy brand, handing it off to the next generation of leaders. You know, whether yeah. that's my sons or, or, or family or people within our organization, yeah. uh, just raising up that next level of leadership to, to take it on and, uh, you know, let the dream outlive uh, Kippy and I and, and our families. So. That, okay, that's yeah. the pie in the sky right there. Choked me up. How about that? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> no, we're drinking water there. Okay. Corey wants to know, um, did Ty ever work for you? And was he a great worker? Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we've settled that. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, you, you rewrote what half the manuals. Policies have been yeah. written about me for what not to do. <laughs> and what's funny is I was the first director of operations at the company. <laughs> I mean, that's a true mm-hmm. story. That is true. You yeah. already knew the manual. We had to put you there. <laughs> so, you knew how to beat it. That was a great time of my life, man. Living out there was fun. Uh, um, have you created? Oh, and do you have it? Okay. That's a good question from Corey as well. Um, do you have a team that creates the inventions, the flavor? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We got a full R and D team now, yeah. and that's what they do. That twenty four seven, they're looking for new products, new inventions, and new flavors. Yep, that's so, what they do. That's what they that's do. Pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Shout out to Matt Ewing, and yeah. he leads that team. Does a great job. Okay. Now this next uh, question, I know this girl, and so she's one of those ones that will ask me about Bahama Bucks every time I see her. She's a good friend of mine named Jennifer. Okay. Okay. And this is her question to me every time, but. I'll just read it to you, but this is how I get it. Okay. Okay. Hi, Blake. Let's start by saying I am a Lubbock native that grew up within walking distance of the first Bahama Bucks. My brother and I would sneak out of the house in the summer to (laughs) indulge the best shaved ice in the world. My question for you is, why did you get rid of the big red flavor? (laughs) (laughs) I know it wasn't a fan favorite, but it was my favorite, and I feel like that it should mean something. I drive by Bahama Bucks multiple times a day. It is close to my office and wonder every day if it'll ever make a redemption and a comeback. Oh, my gosh. Great question, and and I I feel you here. I I, I totally hear you on this one. I love Big Red myself. Uh, Two reasons. One, it was a licensing issue. Uh, We had (laughs) to remove it. Uh, And number two, uh, you and me were probably the only people eating it. Uh, It wasn't the most popular flavor, but it was a good flavor. So here's the redemption, man. The closest you can get to it, take strawberry, mix it with cream soda, and you're almost there. It won't be the same, but it'll be close. Pretty close. See, that's good information right there. You take strawberry, mix it with cream soda, and all you got to do at the menu, at the the window or at the drive-thru, you say, I need a regular shaved ice. I want strawberry cream soda mixed. Absolutely. Or and ask that, them, hey, can you make the that, big red? They'll, they'll, they'll know. Are there any, uh, is there any secret menu things going on? At oh Bucks? man, there's, there's a ton of them. I know Just, it's a big deal at some places. Yeah. Is there really? Yeah. We, we, we've got the underground menu, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna, cool. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I mean, I'll have to ask you once we stop. Cause if it's secret, it needs to be a secret, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay, man, I think, okay. Oh, I did get another question. Awesome. About Bahama Bucks. And this is a great question, but so you had the world's largest snow cone. Oh, wow. Yeah. When, when was that? Uh, 2010. We 2010. broke the, we set the Guinness Book of World Guinness Record. Record. Yeah. Remind me how big was, I mean, do you remember? I, yeah, I it was, it was 15 though. feet. It was, uh, gosh, I think 20,000 pounds, 15,000, 20, 15 tons. Yeah. 15 tons, which equates to about 20,000 pounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And here's the question I got about it. It's from Taylor. She said, I remember that snow cone. That's mm-hmm. shaved ice, whatever, you know, the world's largest, and 
she said, if I were to buy that, how much would it cost? <laughs> like, if you wanted to buy that to the drop through or whatever. Oh <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I, I wish I knew. Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. And, and if Eric were here, he'd probably run right, the math and he'd probably tell you. <laughs> he'd probably, he'd probably have an exact answer. So yeah. I'm going to have to work that one oh, up. Oh, man, um, that's funny. Oh, I, she's just, I think, but, you know, it's just so crazy, man. I'll just see on Instagram, Twitter, out, you know, wherever I go, mm-hmm. that I mean, you might see somebody with a Bahama Lux. You yeah. might, I mean, or they post it, you know, and, and it's like they could live anywhere. Dude, that's just so crazy to me that this started here in Lubbock. Yeah. And um, pretty soon it'll be everywhere. And, and uh, I mean, it already is really. But, man, you're an inspiration, brother. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you did the first episode with me. Uh, I was going to try to keep it right around an hour. We're at an hour five, so that's right. good. So, um, but, uh Man, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I love you. You know I do. I love you with all my heart. And, uh, oh, you know what? Who else sent me an email? Uh, one of your one of your uh, kids sent me an email, and the only question was, who's your favorite kid? Oh, man, that's easy. I don't yeah. like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jet sent that in. So, of course. Yeah, Zyler, Jet, and True. And I'm so proud of them, you know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm that uncle that's just, I love them. And, I mean, they're, and my nieces, I mean, I just, you know, I'm over the top, I think. But, uh Man, your kids are great. Your family's great. The business is great. Thank you for being the first guest ever on the Win, Loser, Top podcast. I appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, man. What an honor. I feel so honored and so proud of you as well, man. This is going to be an awesome thing. All so, right. Congrats. So, cool, man. All right. Remember, you can email me at winlosertoppodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you can also or follow me over on the Instagram uh, account at uh, winlosertie uh, on Instagram. Um uh, Tell me what you think. Shoot me an email and uh, let me know about the first episode ever with Blake Buchanan, Mr. Bahama Buck himself. Uh, this is a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. And uh, we're going to keep more episodes coming at you. And uh, I hope this keeps going for a long time. Blake, thank you. Uh, we, once again, we are part of LMK Productions. And uh, I'm going to be coming out with some more podcasts in the near future, hopefully every Friday. And as I ended every phone call in the 90s. Peace.